0: Episode two sixty three of the Hodgepodge Podcast, episode one thirty three of Big Shrimp Radio. You hear my voice, hodge So this has to be an even number. You'll be correct. This is simulcast number ten. With me as always on these special episodes, Big Shrimp. How you doing, man?
1: Hey, bud. What's
0: going on? Late night. Uh, been a long day but I'm glad we can get another one up because it's been a long time since we've had one. It has. It has like a month start. or so, so we've been behind. Long overdue. So, first I thought we would start out... Um, it's, I have an announcement. I didn't tell you this before because I wanted to kind of tell you on here with everyone else, but... I do a obviously we do a podcast but I was doing you know promoting my production company and stuff like that with my hometown of Wiggins and we do this thing every year called the Pine Hill Festival and it's happening at the time we're recording it's happening next weekend or it was Uh, due to the coronavirus the Pine Hill Festival has been cancelled hopefully there will be a rescheduled time and we can do it sometime in the next couple of months i was talking to one of my friends and business partners now um and she has been giving me kind of the rundown of what's been happening and so those of you that don't know the coronavirus, you've been living in a bubble, I guess. But according to, I guess, state law or whatever law you want to look at, what I was told, you're not allowed to have anyone over like 200 and something people, something like that. So I think we get easily people come in from all different cities for this. And so we get maybe 500 to 600 people. So we had to close it down and cancel it. I will come back on and let you know more, um, either on another simulcast or on, the, on my podcast, and we'll let you know if there will be any other, uh, like a reschedule or anything like that. Hopefully there will be, because uh, I will be there for the reschedulement, uh, because I know a lot of people or a couple people reached out and said that they were coming, and they were going to support me. And sadly, it has been canceled. So that is the announcement or update on that.
1: Yeah, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, has the the entire world, really, in an uproar. Um, A lot of of sporting events, a lot of uh, public assemblies and gatherings, are either postponing or canceling altogether, um, an effort to take proper precautions. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, some folks seem to think that maybe it's all hype and or maybe um, uh, people are going too far with worrying about it. Uh, my thing is that I think the attitude is that it's better safe than sorry, and that we're already behind the curve of, on needing to know what is going on because we found out about it after the fact. When, at the point when we thought it was only in China, it had already made its way overseas. It's already all around the world, and, and Iran, right now, the country of Iran – They're digging mass graves the size of football fields to dump bodies in uh, because of how many people have been affected in in Iran right now. And what's sad—sad for them, even more sad—is that in Islamic countries, the Islamic burial rites um, are are, uh, to be carried out in in a certain way. Uh, first of all, the bodies are washed in a mosque, and, um, and then they're shrouded, and then they're um, turned over on the sides of their bodies with their heads facing towards the Kaaba in Mecca, and it's, it's a whole thing, and they're unable to honor their religious rights in their burial because um, of how, number one, how many people have died from coronavirus over there, and number two, because of um, the ceremonial washing, uh, they're afraid they will contract the disease. Um, so it's it's one of those things that it's become a worldwide uh, pandemic. And so I, th- I think it's appropriate that uh, until we can really figure out what's going on to get a hold of it, get a hold of it, that a lot of things do be limited and postponed or canceled or what have you. Um, you know, you think about a- an event of 500 people, and if half of those get it or have it or get infected at the event, they that's 250, they go back to their families, they go back to their friends, their neighbors, their jobs, their schools, mm-hmm. I and mean, then it spreads amongst that group, I and mean, then everybody they're connected to it spreads further. Um, I and mean, then before you know it, everybody's affected. So it's, it's no joke. And I was telling Hodge the other day or yesterday, I think, that it if it was really something that the elite, the powers that be, the media, and the government just wanted to fear about, um, they would find a different way to do it because right now, uh, tens and hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions of dollars is, uh, being flushed down the drains. It's, it's been, uh, um, it's not circulating because people aren't able to, or because, um, If people aren't going to these events and they're not participating in a marketplace, they're not spending their money, the money's not circulating. And then um, you you would know that the almighty dollar is uh, the motivating factor and motivating force behind a lot of decisions made um, in both the public and the private sector. And so um, I I just don't see – it being something that some folks think it's just a bunch of hoorah for nothing um, because of that alone. Well, and we're now, freaking um,
0: out because we don't know what this thing can do. It's what if this thing, you know, can call deadly harm to. Everyone, which it has killed people, but it they do say it is like a flu pneumonia type of virus. But I've lived yeah. through the swine yeah. flu. I've lived through the Ebola virus and a couple of others. And I've never seen anything this big to where they're shutting arenas down, schools down, postponing every single thing. So this has to be something yeah. more than what they're saying it is. Well even um Disney World or
1: Disneyland or whatever it's only shut right. down like three times in its history. It's now shut down. Um they're talking about postponing the third uh Democratic primary, uh which is supposed to take place this coming Tuesday, postponing so that then. so voters don't have to go out. Um uh, the debate between uh, the Democratic uh nominees, uh Bernie sanders and joe biden taking place this sunday as we record this that debate is scheduled um or from what i've heard they're that debate to um uh, with, without having an audience who knows what's going to happen and and then of course um um uh, president trump um for one reason or another um this isn't a political podcast, but did not, um, order the testing months ago when he was forewarned, you should start ordering tests to come to the United States. And so now, um, we have a lot of hospitals and places that are unable to test people efficiently. there's one lady or one man actually today that, um, called to get tested and he was told we don't have enough tests so if you get to the point that you can't complete a full sentence um call us back I mean more or less when I mean, you are ready to die and
0: um well if he can't complete a know, sentence
1: and how is he supposed to call and explain what's happening i know i know that's the whole irony of it that's the whole irony of it and then, So then there's the whole thing of um, right now legislation is being passed of if folks um, that can't afford basic necessities, how are they going to be able to afford to go to the hospital, to get tests, get treatment, get quarantined? Um, it's a horrible situation, and people can't afford it. They're just not going to do it. And so they might have the disease and pass it on unknowingly just because they couldn't afford to go get tested. And so, luckily, a lot of uh, Democrats, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, uh, even Biden, uh, a lot of Democrats have started uh, proposing legislation to move funds temporarily. I know uh, Representative Hawaii, Representative Tulsi Gabbard um, has talked about. Uh, A UBI, universal basic income of $1,000 a month to every citizen temporarily um, to help offset the expenses, the unforeseen expenses, uh, dealing with the illness and due to job loss, loss of hours. And and then, of course, Democrats are pushing for uh, pay to leave. All kinds of packages are being proposed. Because of the um, severity of the situation, it's not so much as, uh, can I afford to get sick? But now, you may not be sick, but your job is, is uh, sending everybody home because they don't want to take that chance. And so you're missing a week or two weeks or a month worth of work. And so you need to be able to subsidize your pay, your income somehow. And we know right now, I think 60% of Americans cannot afford a $400 emergency. Um, They just can't do it, so they do without, and so this is even bigger than that. And then, luckily, as of today, I know this isn't a political podcast, but as of today, California uh, 45th District, I believe. Yeah, 45th District, Katie Porter, Representative Katie Porter, um, proposed legislation allowing for free coronavirus testing of every American citizen or um, she got it approved and then shortly thereafter uh, talks were starting to uh, come about of uh, trying to backpedal hopefully that doesn't happen um, we don't know what's gonna happen with the coronavirus so we definitely don't know um, how deadly it is for her not being, or if it gets fixed overnight. But what we do know is that it's no joke, obviously. If anybody listening, if you've lost someone, a loved one or a family member, or a friend to the coronavirus, our deepest condolences to you. We're sorry for your loss. And if any of you have, have um, uh, um, even listening to this on delay, if you feel ill, um, try to uh, uh, make it out to get tested and get the prop- take the proper precautions to prevent illness, the spreading of it if you have it, and then take the proper precautions to get better if you have it. um Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's interesting. It's definitely at my attention. Um, but I'm not worried about it, worried about it, because – Day. there's nothing I can do about it there's nothing Hodge can do about it we're not scientists we're not doctors we're not working in the government and so if it comes it's just gonna come there's not much else we can do other than being proactive and taking the proper steps and precautions to make sure that we are doing everything we can to eliminate germs and bacteria coming in contact with and that we, we respect the space of others and we're not trying to uh, pass things along to others.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and you hit the nail on the head there. We don't know what this virus is going to do. It could We could wake up in the morning and this state of emergency that President Trump has us in could easily be lifted and they could say, okay, it's over. But until that happens, we need to take... The right steps and treat it as if this is a serious situation. I see people joke all the time. People more die more of the flu than they do the But the corona, the coronavirus just started. You know what I mean? Like they like they die more in a year. But the coronavirus has already what been here two or three months. I yeah. mean, so you mm-hmm. can't really compare it to that, even though it is a flu pneumonia-like virus. And I just think people, people, because I was kind of skeptic of it at first. And you knew because I texted you, and, and I was had like, a
1: "Blow up about it." I was like, "Are you crazy?"
0: Well, it wasn't that I thought it was fake. It was that I did it, and I don't think it got here how they say it got here. Now I'm not going to start a com- uh, an argument or a big debate, but that's what I thought. Saying and you know, then I
1: think that um, I'll let you finish. You know, some people are thinking, and it's very plausible that it could be a biological weapon created. Uh, I, somebody said it was a biological weapon created by the Chinese to help control uh, Hong Kong. Um, whether or not that's true, I don't know, but it could be something that got out of hand that was created in a lab. It's uh, about to be used in biological warfare. Absolutely. Yeah, and if it was, uh, World War Three, here we are, because it's worldwide. Middle East, Europe, North America, South America, Asia,
0: Southeast Asia, it's all over the place. Anyways, go ahead. No, it's not. I was um, looking for, because I got on the train late, because what? I finally figured out that this was serious when people were actually running to the store and were buying stuff religiously. Like, I bought, like I think I said about like $35 worth of toilet paper. And then every store, every store across America is out of hand sanitizer or Germ-X, out anywhere. So I bought a bunch of hand soap, bought a bunch of disinfectant wipes, Clorox, Clorox spray, um, stuff like that. And I'm literally washing my hands at least every ninety minutes if I'm just here, but if i'm out i'm I'm constantly you know I was at work today, and I didn't even work. I kept my hands in my pocket because it's just you don't want to be known as the first person to get it in your city. Does that make sense? yeah, yeah. like. And then going will be like, oh, Hodge gets it. And he's the first one. Stay away from me. You know, uh, but yeah, there's just wash your hands. Just, I guess that's where I'm going. I don't know where we're going with this. We, we've been on a coronavirus for almost half an hour, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. We're just, we just, we gotta, we just gotta, I'm not going to shake hands. I don't really, you know me, Big Shrimp, I'm kind of a germaphobe. I don't really touch hands, play with, play with, play anything like that. I don't do that. But for now, stay away from shaking hands. Stay away from – from. I even seen something today that wearing gloves will – is actually a higher risk of you getting the coronavirus from wearing gloves than you not wearing them. Interesting. So I, I haven't heard that. I have heard that
1: the face masks don't
0: really uh, do much. Yeah, but you would much rather have that on – have a little bit of covering on your face than none at all, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. 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 So I to go <laughs> with the gloves. Apparently, there was some kind of outbreak. Now, this could be something – but I actually heard this on a podcast, so I think if they were – if it was a false ad, ad or article that they would have stated that in the podcast, I was hoping – but apparently there was some kind of outbreak in the whatever the brand of gloves they were using and someone in that brand and in, in that company had the coronavirus and the coronavirus could be in in the gloves something along that line oh interesting so i'm staying away from chinese food I'm staying away <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I'm making oh, I'm making
0: light of this. I'm making a joke about this, which is not because this is this is going to be a deep podcast today. That's why I got some some um, things lined up at the end of this to actually brighten it up. But any last things on the coronavirus before we move on?
1: No, just please uh, get tested if you suspect anything and. Uh, um, if you've lost anybody, I'm sorry. Um, and if if nothing else, it's a reminder not to take life for granted. I said a long time ago when I first started having health issues, that health is one of those things that every one of us takes for granted until it's our own health or someone that we know and love. And, um, um, it's that time, um, that we're experiencing tragedy and in experiencing the tragedy, we need to be reminded of how fragile life can be and really how fragile it is and how uncertain it can be and unexpected it it can be. And uh, a hug and love on those extra tight that surround you. Um, You never know what's going to happen. I'm not trying to fear monger, but it's reality. You never know what's going to happen to any of us on any given day. So count your blessings, count your successes, and let those around you that are special to you know they're special to you.
0: I've been watching CNN and the news stations religiously, and you guys that are listening probably have too, so I don't want to stay too long on this topic of coronavirus. Just wash your hands and don't shake hands. Just just be ten times cleaner than what you normally are right now until take it as if this is the biggest pandemic of our lifetime even though it could be nothing in two weeks just know that if two weeks before it was to break out and you know everyone would die from it at least you could be the one to you know you were ready for it so there's there's no there's nothing wrong with being overly prepared which my family thinks I'm nuts because I spent literally like 30 bucks on wet naps and wipes and stuff like <laughs> along those lines but it's better to be over prepared than not prepared at all and not have anything. So great segue there big shrimp you were talking about your health you had another health scare here a couple of days ago. What what happened there? Which I'm going to act like I didn't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Well, as I just alluded to a few moments ago, I've had uh, some health issues over the last few years, and we chronicle some of them here on the podcast through various episodes, mostly on the simulcast. So if you're new to Big Shrimp Radio or the HodgePodge podcast, go to any number of our simulcasts. They're all labeled, and you'll be able to keep up with the journey. Now, what's weird about Hodger it's almost like, you know, they say two women's, their um, <laughs> hormones or periods have been in sync and they get sick at the same, or they have their periods at the same time. Hodger and I generally get sick at the same time, but, um, or that's how it has been lately, but not this time. Um, so my arm, all right, so I'm going to rewind. A few years ago, before I found out I had the CIDP. Chronic inflammatory demyelinating polyneuropathy uh, that affects my legs. Um, I was working in a call center um, and I thought I just sat in carpal tunnel because the way I had to, I was writing nonstop more than prior to this, I hadn't written nearly as much. I was having to do a lot of handwriting with notes, writing on the board, writing on the side of the wall. I mean, I was in a cubicle and I had like, you know, walls. So I'd write sideways on the wall while I was talking on the phone on the headset. And then my hands started to act up. And I thought that, you know, it was attributed to that at first. Um, And so my hands way back then just started acting up. It was swell, get sore. And then, um, they get to the point where they'd be stiff and I couldn't open or close my hands and fingers. So I went to the hospital. They never could to figure out what was going on. Several tests, you know, the whole nine. And then uh, it goes on where I would start collapsing and falling. And then uh, my legs, they found out I had to CIDP. IDP. But anyways, during this time, my hand hadn't acted up. My hands or arms, either one, haven't acted up uh, in years until a couple years ago um, when I had a sad EP flare up in my legs. Um, One of the episodes when I went to the nursing home, it got to my left hand, and I couldn't open or close my hand again. And, um, you know, but luckily it got better. So it's not really been a consistent problem in my hands. My legs have been a consistent problem. As a matter of fact, when I went to the hospital uh, this past weekend, as we, as we record this, the uh, doctor looked at me and said, you know, I've admitted you 10 times in the last couple of years to the hospital for this, uh, for this CIDP. And when, I say, when he says admitted into the hospital, that means – Okay, go to the ER, got a problem, make a complaint. They look at me and say, okay, this is serious enough. You need to be in the hospital. You're going to spend a week here. That's what he means by admitted, more than a night. On average, I spend about five to seven nights in the hospital. Ten times in the last two years from him alone. And I got news for you, folks. He's not the only doctor that's admitted me in the last two years. And then all together in the past four or five years, I've been admitted to the hospital all, almost fifty times. Spent almost fifty weeks in the hospital at one point or another. So um, I woke up, or no, uh, yeah, I woke up uh, early Saturday morning. My arm was starting to feel stiff. And, no, no, so it Friday morning. Yeah, my arm starting to feel stiff Friday. And I thought, you know, maybe it's the way I slept on it. I don't want to worry about it too much. It didn't really get better throughout the day. It kind of got worse. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. So I went to sleep, I'm, to guess, around 9.30, 10 o'clock that night. It was one of the nights I went to bed early. Some nights I don't go to bed at 4 a.m., and some nights I go to bed at 9, but be that as it may, I uh, woke up at 1 to pee. I had to pee. <laughs> and uh, Saturday morning, and my whole left arm felt like a dead tree, like a log. I, I couldn't move it one ounce. Couldn't move my fingers. I couldn't feel my arm. It just felt like a weighted tree. But, but it was a, uh, consistent, sharp pain shooting straight through besides the pain. I couldn't feel it. So, um, uh, long story short, I pee and they called an ambulance and go to the ER immediately. they were thinking I had a stroke. They want to do, uh, CT scans on my brain and all kinds of stuff and to make sure that I hadn't had a stroke. Luckily I hadn't. They couldn't really figure it out. They were going to admit me and keep me for a while, but the neurologist that came in to see me said, no, this isn't the CIDP you normally have. Uh, this looks like something else. And, um, he got a splint put on my arm, and then gave me some medicine and steroids and whatnot. And I've got to go see a specialist. They're talking. I like I've got some type of a funky type neuropathy issue that's eating the inside of my left arm. Likened it to what battery acid would do to skin to flesh, and I said I may have to have it gutted out and cleaned out in surgery. Or worse comes to worse, amputated. Um, now my hand and arm is almost completely recovered. Open and close it. It's not hurting anymore. The swelling's gone down tremendously. Actually, the swelling's gone down all the way. So, and as we record this, it's Friday. So it's been about a week. So uh, hopefully the trend continues. And, uh, I don't have to have, uh, get
0: amputated or gutted out or what have you. So there would be no kind of medicine that could give you or up your dose of medication for that instead of having to take extreme measures? Well, there
1: could be if they knew exactly what was causing it, but, um... Yeah, I don't know. I've got to go see, I think, an ortho doctor about it. I have a follow-up with my primary doctor. It was supposed to be today, and my fat butt overslept. and missed this. I had to call and reschedule it for this coming Tuesday. And so hopefully I'll see my primary doctor and see what she says.
0: Well, dude, um, you know... You know, you have my support. Whatever happens, you know, you got my support. Whatever whatever you need, you got me. and I know you got the listeners to do as well. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, dude, kind of, I don't know if this is breaking news or not, but I have a friend in wrestling. Um, he's on the podcast before. Invited me to this place. is about an hour away. It's a, It's called... Widow Fest 2020. It has my friend who I'm gonna say is renamed nameless. Um, but also coming is Dr. Tom Pritchard, Hornswoggle, and Al Snow, the former uh HPP alumni and big shrimp radio alumni. Yeah. And our and our good friend Jackson Slade. It's gonna be there as well. Nice. So I figured this is kind of a cool little nice. I, just, I, was, I, well, I was just well I was just scrolling through and I was like, well, hey, this is kind of cool. Just to really know it's a meaningless thing. I just figured I would try to take away the negative and do it into a positive. I guess. I mean that was hot positive, but anyways, see how professional we are here, huh? <coughs> oh god, no. I'm to Corona. All right. Um So I have this special project I'm working on, um, Bishop, you know about, I talked about, talk to you about it all the time. Um, it's not for me. It is for a friend and soon to be, I guess you could call business partner. We're not really doing business of mine, but we're doing business of this person's, um, I like like associate? Little... Okay, okay, there you go, associate, there you go, better word. Um, I don't want to give, the... I don't know if I can say anything, I was told not to really say anything about it, um, but I like giving little teasers here, and this is a great teaser, I think, in my opinion, because there is a special project that I'm in the middle of working on, and I hope I'm not going to have to take time off the podcast, Um. If it would have, because we were scheduled to do it a while ago, maybe a month ago, and if that was the case, we wouldn't be doing this right now because that was a bad time to do it. But now I think is actually the time where I've gotten all my my business set straightened up. I've gotten, you know, I've been in talks with different people for different podcasts, including a teacher of mine um, from high school, and then. And all these things happening at once. And it was like this came upon. I was like, well, I can't I can't not do it. I have to do it. And I think if it would have happened when it happened, it would have been a nutshell and it would have ended very hellishly, I think. But now that it's coming upon now and everything's taken care of, and right now I really only have to worry about this podcast and the production company and you know, big shrimp radio and growing it and making sure that we are giving out the best product possible and making sure the audio is correct people don't understand there's a lot to do with this there's a lot to do with podcasting it's not i'm going to talk 10 minutes about this and then throw it up there's there's, that's how i thought it was but there's a lot more to it than that yeah a whole heck of a lot more and yeah i just want to give a teaser out and say that once i can say more once we are actually started on the project, we will hopefully get it going and we'll make this person um, a superstar. And it's not who you think it is, my friend Derek Norsworthy. It's not him. You know, I talk highly about him and Cole. and um,
1: It's not an artist. It's not an artist. No, but no. It, it is It's somebody of influence, and I, it's exciting news. I'm very excited about the project and
0: uh yeah this could take this could take me this person the other person working on it the production company the podcast your podcast to a whole nother level i mean it really could and i'm not just bsing you on it i'm being 100 percent authentic about it it could take us to bigger and better things
1: well, I do I do want to clarify though sure. for the people listening that um I know Hodge well enough to know and of course the situation we're talking about I'm aware of that yeah it's not something that Hodge is just taking on just so he can reap the benefits of it it's actually a project he cares about with someone he cares about and yeah that, that's what makes it really cool all the bonuses that come with it all of the uh, benefits and whatever possible uh, positive outcome that could come from it. Those are all just bonuses. It's really uh, the fact that Hodge is uh, able to take on this project um, is really, really cool. And um, I'm excited for you, man.
0: Well, and it's something that I thought about. It wasn't something that sure when it was approached to me, It was kind of, I thought, I I said before I thought about it, but then after I said it, it was like, okay, well, we'll meet yada, yada, yada. But that gave me days to think, and easily I could have said, hey, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing this. I'm going to pull out. Hate to leave you this way, but it actually got me thinking, and it was actually like, okay, this is... Not just for me, it's for this person Which I do care about and it's I care about their success. I care about For me, I'm the last person I Care about like I want to see that person grow And it let's say if your podcast big shrimp if it was to take off 10 times better heights than mine is I would continue to do what I'm doing for you. I would continue to put in just because that's what I signed up for. We signed up for competition. You know what I mean? And we signed up for – we just signed up to be in the public eye, and if one doesn't see the other one more clearly, then that's fine. You know, I'm the last person that I – and I think that's bad. And I think that's for you and Brittany to tell me I need to go to therapy for it to fix. Ugh. Because I'm literally the last person that I think. You know what I mean? Like it's well, it's it's well,
1: selflessness because because isn't, when the selflessness isn't ever a uh, a bad thing, and but excess in anything can become bad. And so, if you're constantly allowing yourself. To become the doormat for others, Um, and then at the end of the day, all you've got is a bunch of crap and mud and dirt and footprints from everyone else while you're pressed down. That does you no good. Now, in this situation, you know you're talking about um, the work that we're all doing, and that you care to see others grow. You want to see this individual we're talking about prosper and Mm -hmm. succeed. Um, you want to see Big Shrimp Radio do well, and obviously you want your podcast to do well. You know, that's different because this is a team effort, and when any of the any of us, whether it's the other one we're talking about, or whether it's myself or any other project we take on underneath the banner of Hodgepodge Productions, whatever it is that does well, Hodge, mm-hmm. um, it it will bleed over and benefit the whole team the whole team will prosper because one portion of it prospers and so yeah yeah uh, you do have a uh, a selfless spirit when it comes to uh, wanting to help others and i I think you'll be rewarded for it it's beautiful
0: well i here's where i stand on that it's if this doesn't go anywhere you know and i'm I'm talking straight from i guess my heart i don't really talk out of my heart a lot but if this podcast was to just sit here and have you know i think we're getting what did i say we were getting like 10,000 a month or so. like Something like that. 10,000 downloads a month. If that's where it stays. Then I don't consider myself a failure. Because. Who else was going to go out there. And strive. For. Just a little bit of people to. Figure out who they are. You know it's like. If this was to go over tomorrow, I would be fine with it and say, "I didn't fail. I just did the best that I could. It didn't work out. Now it's time to move to the next thing."
1: Time ran out. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, it's it's not. I don't think either of us will ever be able to, uh, no matter how little or how large. And then we should we should become super large and then drop down to very little, none of that will uh, be able to define us as failures because we individually had a vision and a dream of something we wanted to do. And we figured out how to make that happen. Now we're doing it. Uh, We got listeners. We got people that know who we are, people that know our voices and know our faces. And there's a lot of people um, that have aspirations and dreams of doing things, but they'll never do them. And they're not doing them and they'll never do them. But we're actually doing something. And uh, because of that alone, we found success. Now, the measure of success is uh, something else uh, altogether, because obviously, having a billion people listen versus a thousand, um, you know, that's those are two different levels of successes, right? So, um, but to say we were failures, I don't think that will ever be applicable uh, to us. Now, obviously there's ways we can bungle what we're doing and really just throw it away. And then in a sense it would be a failing, but if you think about what we do, um, the majority of what we do is interviews with other people and right. for for what purpose is to promote them and uh, when they grow even if it's just a tiny percentage it's because of what we help of our helping I mean, you know what uh, that lands to success also so um, it's I don't know I, I say it a lot on my podcast when I talk to various artists about how they had dreams of becoming an artist and now they're living their dream. I always go back to a story that my uncle Tommy and I, um, years and years ago, we were talking, I think I was in high school at the time, um, because I wanted to be a professional wrestler. And those of you that have listened uh, to my podcast long enough, you have heard by now that I trained to wrestle. and ended up giving my leg to the business prior to ever really having to know the other health issues that I've got, and so um, Tommy sat down with me one day and we began to talk about the difference between people who want to do something and people who say they want to do something, and he really brought this out, and it made so much sense because he wanted to make sure I really wanted to wrestle a lot. It was what I wanted to do. He wanted to know: Was I in love with the idea of becoming a wrestler? Was I in love with the idea of having that identity? Was I in love with the idea of having an audience cheer or boo me? Was I in love with the idea of to it and, you know, working up a working up a crowd? Or was I in love uh, with the uh, fame of it all? And what he right. brought out was, are you daydreaming of being, you know, known and famous or are you willing to love it enough that you'll go through all of the training, the stress, the headache, the pain, the aches, uh, all the being told no, that you're going to be told no. Are you willing to go through all of that? Do you love it enough that you're willing to go through all that, or you just love the idea of it? And um, I think a lot of people, Hodge, Uh, How many people have come up to us, come up to me, come up to you, said, oh, you do a podcast? I want to do a podcast. And then we don't even tell them all the details. We just tell them a few little tidbits, and and, uh, they're never to be heard from again. It's a fantasy. So, man, I'm sorry, listeners, didn't mean for this to be a deep philosophical (laughs) podcast, but... (laughs) Hey, it is what it is It is what it is
0: We keep it unprofessional But we keep it <laughs> real <laughs> Um. No I yeah I agree 100% And with that I, I, I heard something Yesterday Actually and it was meant to be a joke But there's some things In my mind that from a joke, I can turn it to be like a serious, you know, uh, model quote. And it was Joey Fatone, and he was talking, and he said, you know, I don't want to be number one, because if you're number one, you can always go down. But if you're three or four, you can always make your way up. And I think that's where I'm at. I don't want to be number one, because if I am number one, that's a lot of pressure on me on the listeners on you to keep it number one, you know, yeah. but if you're two or three, then you can start adding more stuff in and keeping it real and, 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 and sure to be stressful, but it's not going to be as stressful as having number one and worrying about keeping that number one spot. Yeah,
1: I like that. I I had a, um... I have a friend that's a pastor, and I heard him say years ago, in a sermon he was talking about how sometimes uh, when some ministers fall and then the church falls apart, you know, and how devastating devastating it is when anybody falls, period, but when a minister falls, someone that you know you had confidence in and faith in and trust in, he said, The thing about it is, they couldn't fall so low if they weren't elevated so high. Right. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. I don't, I'm not striving to be uh, the best podcaster, podcaster, interviewer. Um, I kind of think that's kind of greedy. um, But I don't want to, I want to have success. I don't think
0: it's greedy. I think it's, High expectations Like me and you were having a conversation A couple weeks ago About how my expectations Were really high for this podcast And you were kind of like Get off your high horse And I'm like it's not a high horse It's I have to say this In order for me to keep on going Because if I'm not Then it's just I get in my mind a lot And I suffer from like you know Anxiety and depression And I get in my mind a lot And if I don't stick with what it was, was I was planning on doing some stuff differently for the podcast. Now, I know this is not true. This is not true at all. So don't nobody go back and say, oh, my God, it's true. It's not true. But I was doing some stuff different for my podcast. And then I seen <laughs> I seen Bobby Bones doing the same thing or similar to what I was doing. And then... I go on, I'm like, I'm changing my podcast art. And then Bobby Bones went and did it. And it for me, it was fun in my head to say he knows it. He thinks I'm a threat. So he's yeah. doing it before. Yeah. And, and, and I know I know that's arrogant of me to say, but that's what keeps me on the right path of saying, oh, maybe, maybe he is doing it. That is. And I got to step it up. I got to step it up. I got to step, step it up. Because obviously... He doesn't care. You know what I mean? He he doesn't care. And it's not true, but that's just what keeps my mind and my wheels grinding. Is that and also I want my grandkids grandkids to know who I am. You know, I don't know who my great great grandfather was because yeah. he was nothing. But I want my great great grandkids to know who I was. I, w- I want to be something to to them. And if it was if it's success, if God is to bring success to my life, then so be it. But if he chooses not to, at least I wanna leave a little piece of something for someone down the road hey. that at least help them.
1: COVID nineteen pal, we may not have grandchildren. <sighs> I know.
0: Yeah. I should I shouldn't joke like that, but you want to? Hey, you want to hear a joke? I'm, tr- I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep the depression that's off this podcast. You want to hear a joke? <laughs> uh, yeah. My preacher. Okay, by the way,
1: I do want. I do want to say that a legacy is.
0: Some, uh, I do want to have a legacy too. I do. But yeah. go ahead. My preacher friend told this to me yesterday. So a man is wet, sitting in the hospital. His mother-in-law is dying. He hates her. The doctor comes out. And he says, doctor, what they said about my mother-in-law. And the doctor goes, well, you got good news and bad news. Doctor, give me the bad news first. Give me the bad news first. And he goes, the bad news is she's crippled. The brain surgery didn't go right. So now she doesn't have any feeling in her right arm. Her left arm doesn't work. So you're going to have to spoon feed her. She can't keep control of her pee or her poop, so you're gonna have to change her. You're gonna have mm. to burp her because she's not working correctly. You're gonna have to do all these. You're gonna dress her. You're gonna take her somewhere every day because you can't sit in the wheelchair. You're gonna have to help her learn to rewalk. Mm. And the, the guy goes, "Well, doctor, what's the good news?" And the doctor goes, "I'm just <laughs> joking with you. She died on the operating table." Oh man. Oh.
1: Wow. I didn't see that coming, dude. That's...
0: Wow. <laughs> My preacher friend told me that the other day, and I thought I'd share it, and I thought it was funny. I'm joking. I'm joking. I don't have a preacher friend. You oh, but... only hang out with a bunch of heathen and devil worshipers. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> No, 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 I try to keep myself around pretty positive people, I guess, because I try to be I want to get into this little further into the end of the podcast, but I, I try to keep a positive lifestyle, even though I'm negative sometimes, which I think everybody is. Every positive person is negative at some points. Um,
1: hey, but, hey, man, if you, ke- you ever come across somebody that's smiling all the time, yeah, like a clown, uh, somebody you need to watch out for. It's somebody that uh, looks like they may need to have uh, the proper papers to come around polite society.
0: Yeah, they they got the smile painted on, hundred percent of the day, all the time. So let's get into this next. I'm, I'm sorry,
1: I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, I'm, yeah. I said that wrong. I meant to say they seem like the type of people that ought to be registered somewhere before coming out. Front of polite society. <laughs> got that from good old Trim Cornette, by the way.
0: You talking about when he was talking about Justin Roberts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not say that name because last time we said that name, we got in trouble. Um, so let's go. I don't... I don't understand what this is. Um, you, you. I said, give me some stuff you wanted to talk about. You, you you said self inward changes is shifting. I don't I don't actually think I know what you're talking about. Uh, or do I know what you're talking about?
1: No, I don't think you do. Okay. Uh, this is um, well.
0: Just rip the band aid off, dude.
1: It's not uh uh ripping the band-aid off. It's I'm trying to think of where do I begin with the story. Oh, okay.
0: Well, when a my and Daddy love each other really, really much. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll go back that far if you want
1: to. So <laughs> before I was uh twinkle on my father's Okay, night. all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> um those of you that have listened consistently and have listened to my story as it's been told uh, in bits and pieces throughout various podcast episodes. Um, And those of you that may have known me for a while will know that uh, I, I grew up in the church and uh, early on, I started getting involved and in becoming active in the church and pursued the ministry and uh, studied theology and apologetics my entire life. I've, I don't really want to get into all the credentials of what I've done and not done as far as uh, religion is concerned and ministry. But over the course of my adult years I've uh, for one reason or another have struggled with uh faith in God. And boy, this is a heavy podcast today. It really um, it's heavy. <laughs> I um Uh, I had kind of quite involved with Buddhism because, for one, uh, my father's heritage, the Laotian side of my family, majority of my Laotian family here in America are Christians, incidentally, but our heritage is Buddhist. And I love my culture, my father's culture, so much that everything about it, I've learned, and I've emulated, and I've studied, and I've practiced, and that includes Buddhism. I've I've been a Buddhist monk twice, a novice monk twice, uh, which, by the way, uh, novice monks are always temporary in our culture, so it's not like I just gave it up, but I served two different tenures and uh, meditated and the whole nine yards. And then um, discovering Islam, I struggled a little bit, um, and that has a lot to do, honestly, with more fascination than anything. I think the Buddhism, my heart was never really into it. It was more of a cultural identity thing. I wanted to cling to something, feel like I belonged to something. I wanted to do my father's culture proud.
0: Can I, can I stop you real quick? I, I just got a question. Um, it's kind of not really to prove a point, but it's to make have when I when we first met. Did I did I? I never knew you were a Buddhist, right? I never knew any of this. Um, no, but ha- since I knew about a year or so, have I ever treated you any differently than I would treat anyone else? Have I ever made fun? of no, your no, yeah. religion. This, this goes back to my point where you know, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church some of my life you know, and they were always you're not allowed to coexist with these people. You're not allowed to come here and be with these people that worship a fat monk. You're not allowed to do this. And i seen someone yesterday no, two days ago. It's Friday. I seen him Wednesday. And I seen him walk into Walmart. And I remember them telling me that, that you were not allowed to coexist with these type of religions and these type of people because only Christianity is the right way to go. Everyone else is going to hell. And I just want to say, I kind of wanted to go up to the guy and punch him in his face. Because if it wasn't for them telling me that and me saying, why? Why the, what? And, the, you, know, and the, you can't give me a straight answer. Why can I be with, because because they have different beliefs than I do? That doesn't make them a better person, a worse person than I am. Because apparently to you, we're all equal, you know, in, in, in the maker's eyes. So how if we're equal, then how are they much worse than we are? So I just want to get that point across that doesn't matter what you are, you know, you're you're equal. You know, you're not worse than I am, you're not better than I am, you're you're me.
1: Yeah, humanly speaking, on the spectrum of being human, you're all a all brotherhood. But so yeah. So I've started to, uh, really study Islam off and on over the years. And a lot of it had to do with, uh, more fascination. Um, then I started to learn that, uh, that there's uh, what the media portrayed Islam as, as being a bunch of terrorists. It's completely a false narrative. Um, I learned Arabic, read the Quran, um, Uh, I think seven different times, eight times, all the way through, I read the Sunnah, the Hadith, which are the uh, sayings of the Prophet Muhammad, uh, Sahih al-Bukhari, Sahih al-Muslim, and continue. Uh, I really studied Islam, and so I found, and by the way, there are are extremists in Islam, and there's extremists in every religion. Um, But the Wahhabis and the Salafis don't speak for the whole of Islam. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. So, between that and wanting to prove people wrong, because I do have this tendency sometimes to where I tend to get arrogant and I want to prove people wrong. So, I wanted to prove a whole bunch of folks wrong that thought that Islam is all about murder and killing people. So, I embraced it. Between that and also having a problem with finding Middle Eastern women very attractive. I uh, okay. went to college with a few and their their hit jobs were just the things that were over their heads. I don't know, it just drove me crazy. And Hodge knows, I'm telling you Hodge knows I've got some weird quirks when it comes to what I find attractive. But be that
0: as it Mermaids. Me. Mermaids. Mermaids. <sighs> yeah, yeah, mermaids. Yeah.
1: Anyways, be that as it may <laughs> 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 uh, some stuff that's been going on lately and I've not really talked about it or verbalized it because I want it to let it work itself out and process it and make sure it's organic and make sure that it's something that's sticking. Um, I, uh, Going back to my roots of uh, Christianity, of, of uh, believing that Jesus uh, is the door, the way, uh, the tr- way, truth, and the life at the door, the, the, uh, the, the road map that uh, my life is taking a turn and Started going back to church recently The last few weeks And uh, and Studying again Getting back into theology And apologetics And uh, We'll be pursuing Work in the ministry for the next couple of years I'm not going to jump right into it right now Because I've been a heathen, I've been a bad boy <laughs> But no, seriously, I've trying to uh, uh, Really Work on that and a lot of my conduct has started to align itself in a more uh, godly man, godly manner. Uh, I uh, have. I used to be, I used to be somebody that cursed every other breath, and uh, I mean, how will tell you? I mean, I would let the Fs fly, but, yeah. um, not so much anymore. Um, I do slip up occasionally or I have recently and I've regretted it, instant, um, uh, instantly. And so on the big shrimp radio podcast going forward, uh, I do want to put this disclaimer out there that, uh, there won't be, if any at all, much, uh, less than wholesome speech coming from my lips. Um, so yeah, that's that. I really don't want to get into this deep theological thing on here. The podcast is already deep enough, but I will say that I'm not perfect and, um, uh, I'll be seeking His grace and His guidance, and assisting me to live a holy, sanctified lifestyle. Well, All right, Hodge.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm, man, I'm happy for you. I'm glad that you found your niche. Did it matter which way you went, left or right? I'm, I'm just glad you, you you've found your, your your corner where you were going to stay in. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Well, I think that's all the heaviness we got. Uh, well, I don't know, <laughs> may not. <laughs> so, this next thing that I want to talk about, um, I don't really know if I can say anything. So I'm going to keep it short. I, I know I'm not giving you guys. I'm, I'm keeping you guys, I'm stringing you along. That first one was on purpose, but this one is just me. Worried if I can say something um, it's, it's, it's already 1 o'clock in the morning So I'm not going to worry about um, Emailing So I'm just going to keep it short I Was um, I, I say this and I feel like I am uh, uh, Acting like I'm bigger than what I am um, and, and that's a fear of mine Doing this is people thinking that I'm too big For Or what my grandma says, too big for my britches, which I promise you I'm not. Um, I put my pants leg on one leg at a time like you do. Um, Unless sometimes I really want to be really creative and try to put both of them on at one time. And then I fall and hit my head and curse and get hurt. So, um, But I was humbly asked to be included in something cool um, from my hometown. And when I was asked, I kind of turned it down. And then I realized that maybe I was being a donkey and that maybe this is the right steps towards where we need to go and I went and it's weird being on the other end of the table you're being interviewed and you're having to answer questions besides you just chit chatting and you ask, uh, you asking questions and listening to answers um, I think whatever it is that I'm doing some am you a cliffhanger it could be a movie, it could be a TV show could be anything. Big shrimp, you know what it is,
1: huh? I don't
0: know. Oh, okay. I was making sure. I was like, oh, no. I'll tell you afterward. No, but you know. Um, that's coming out, I think, the end of this month. Like, week and a half, maybe. Oh, nice. Excited. Yeah, and once it comes out, I think they want to announce it. I think they want to put it out there. I think that's the thing about it is they want to put it out there. They want to say what it is. So I was told not to say anything about it until then. So once it comes out and once it is live and something is happening with it, you will most definitely know. Um, It'll be all over the social medias. I'll probably be promoting it for six months um, just because I'm proud of it and, and, I'll, help and I'll help you I'll I help you too. I try to act very professional <laughs> and very mm-hmm. um, uh, very humble because I don't want to you know I watched how I said things because it's not like I'm freaking Dwayne Johnson and I have six more jobs lined up if one fails. You know, it's like, I'm going to watch what I'm going to say here, because it could easily backfire on me, and Ric Flair can turn the uh, rear naked choke lock around and put it back on me. So... Oh, Lord, what in the
1: world? Are, are you... Are you t- huh?
0: You mean... Reversing the, the figure four. Figure four. I couldn't think of what it was quick enough. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of what it was quick enough. So I said the rear naked choke. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, but here is something cool that I can say. I'm not going to say when it's coming out because I don't know. But I have had the biggest guest in the Hodgepodge podcast history. No offense to anyone else that's been on here. Uh, Smo of Church, James Murray, for guys like that, Al Snow. appreciate you guys so much for coming on. But this guy that I had on, dude, it was awesome. You know my favorite bet of all time is Aerosmith. Yeah. I was able to chat with the original creator co-founder, original guitarist, fan club creator, merchandise maker, original member of Aerosmith, Ray Tabano. Yeah, yeah, I know. And When you were telling me about it, I thought you were either being scammed by somebody or... No. I thought so, too. Um, I had a friend and they did the podcast before, and they came on and they said, "I bet I can get you on with one of the guys from Aerosmith." And I said, "Okay, okay." You know, I'm just thinking they were yanking my chain a little bit. And they said, "Here's an email." They making it. I was like, "Holy crap!" First, I thought this is not the real email. You know what I mean? This is something that they told me they would do, and so they made it up. No, no, no offense to that and they gave it to me and that's just my thought like when you get a phone call and they say uh, uh, this is Eric Church whoever you want this is Justin Bieber you know, you're know, you not going to believe it um, yeah, it's not like those uh,
1: like those Facebook Twitter or Instagram messages from an obscure account saying this is my secret account right. and they
0: lower it yeah right and I befriended him on Facebook afterwards and I knew of the guy because I mean, God, I freaking do research on Aerosmith all the time. I've read, you know, their books 15 times a piece easily. And I knew everything. I was like, Ray Tavano, that guy was, uh, Stephen Steven original band, The Strangers, which they named it S T R E U N G E R S because, um, I may have even spelled that wrong, but there's an EU somewhere in there because there was a band back in the day called The Strangers, and they didn't want to compete against The Strangers. So that band broke up and became what we know now as Aerosmith. And do you ever have the mindset, I guess you could call it, where, you know, I can look at it as, um, let, let, somebody that I know I'm not going to be in touch with. Um, Howard Stern. Let, let's say, let's say you look at Howard Stern and you go, "I bet he's a real prick in life," just because of how he is. And I thought this is how the guy was going to be, just because of who he was. It's it, it, judging a book by its cover. It's what I was doing. Yeah. And dude. He freaking blew my mind He was amazing Was one of the best I mean we talked an hour and 45 And we were only scheduled for I think he only had 50 minutes And to talk over an hour Of just Aerosmith and music And him actually answering my questions Was uh, One of the best podcasts One of the best days of my life Because I got to know More than I should have known, you know, and it is because I doubt I'll ever have Steven Tyler on here because if he was to ask me, I'd probably decline just because I'm just such a big, I've looked up to him for a long time and it's just like, I wouldn't be able to do it out of nerves and anxiety, you know, I did it. And it was just like to have the person that was there from the beginning and knows the story and was, you know, soon got fired from Aerosmith. Man, it was just it was an awesome feeling in one of those moments from this podcast that I will take with me to my grave. It's kind of like when Bobby Bones got to interview Hootie or Darius Rucker from Hootie and the Blowfish. He was such a big fan that he couldn't even make it through through, through the questions. That's kind of how I was, but it was kind of, hey, man, how you doing? Well, I'm doing good, man. How about you? And it was just, as soon as that happened, it was just, you know, we were, like me and you do, bouncing off each other. Boom, boom, like a ping pong. You know, we were we were going back and forth, and it was one of those where it was just like, unbelievable experience that I that makes once you get someone like that that you look up to, you want to be able to you want to be able to do that for the rest of your life because of the excitement, enjoyment, happiness, tearful, joyful moments that you get to have. Yeah, I agree uh, I have some last thing here last couple of things here I have a couple of people coming on the podcast um, I've reached out to and they've reached back I'm not going to say who but let's just say they were one of the stars of Extreme Meg over Home Edition um, <laughs> I've reached out to uh, Ty Pennington's people and they've reached back saying that uh, he he may be interested. So not saying it's going to happen, but that's something cool to look forward to if it will happen. Um, working on getting a couple of independent artists that I, that I really enjoy. Um, do you have anybody coming up on yours that you would like to say real quick before we get into this next couple of things? Uh, to be honest with you, man, I've got – I've got a
1: few folks that should have been on, but due to getting sick and just a few different things, we had to postpone, and I feel horrible about it, but a few independent artists will be coming on soon. I know Bex, uh, Bex Goodman, uh, she'll be coming back on um, to promote one of her singles, her new single, I believe. Um, Yeah, so I've got a few... Artist, my uh, mind just—I did have something to say, and my mind went completely blank. But uh, no, yeah, whatever. Uh, so I'm really—I'm behind. Hopefully, I'll get those people called up and get some new artists on. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, so this is going up on Wednesday. So. Was that the 18th? I did Yeah, the 18th. Um, so, this past Monday, as you're listening, my friend Adam Warner came on. He talked about doing the, uh, how, how he got Trace Atkins on a song and being in the Marines. Uh, great hour talk. Next week, listen to the podcast as I promoted at the end of the podcast now of the regular Monday show. Anthony Briscoe, um, I was reached out by his, management and was asked if i would be willing to do this to do this podcast um and i didn't know much about him but i listened to the band like i always do and really enjoyed him but here's the cool thing we were supposed to his people sent me over his questions and they were like we want you to ask at least two of these questions and i wound up only asking one but i think they'll be happy and proud of the product that came out because we talked and I don't know much about black history or black culture. And I'm not saying this because I'm not black. You know what I mean? I don't know that culture, that history. I don't study it enough. Right. And this is kind of what that was. It, it He talks about – I'll tell you a quick story real quick as I pull my notes up. Um, do you remember James Brown? Well, I don't know if you remember him, but you know what I am mean, he had, James Brown had a backup singer named Sammy Terrell. Anthony's grandfather saved Sammy Terrell from a beat down by James Brown. James Brown was beating this woman because he was drunk and was abusing her. And his grandpa saved her and she moved into their house and literally became the next big thing. And it was one of those things where it was just like, you would never know that until this you know you never know a story like that until people like this come on you know and i got to ask a question because i i I remember back in high school i would be very curious about why black people would do you know different things and I'm saying this wholehearted. Don't don't think I'm being real. I'm not, I promise. And I got to be you're, you're speaking with... from a cultural, from a cultural perspective. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And I got to be friends with, you know, a couple of African Americans that I still am friends with today. And they were the ones that I was like, hey, why is this this? You know, I was like. And I asked this question and they looked at me seriously and they gave me a serious answer. And I said, how come these fruits and vegetables are racist? I said, I really want to know why watermelon, why oranges? I really want to know how these are considered racist in your culture. And it was one of those things where it was just like, they look at me seriously and they go, that's because that's what they fed us on the slave, on, on the slave boat. They only gave us fruits and vegetables. I would never know that. I would never have the balls to look that up on Google. Just because I'd be scared of what people could pull up and see. (laughs) You know, and he was one of those guys, and I got comfortable, and I was like, he mentioned something about about swimming. And I said, well, why don't black guys swim? Why don't black people swim? And he said, straight up, dude, that's because – our generation wasn't taught to swim because the generation before then didn't get to learn how to swim because they were slaves. There, I mean, it's interesting black culture stuff that I would never know about, would never study on a personal basis. And it's one of the best podcasts of the year, I think, in my opinion, that I've had so far, just because of the measurement and the outline that it went. That's cool, man.
1: It's cool. It's always cool to learn. And uh, informative pod having an informative
0: podcast. You no, know, that's awesome. Well, do you have anything else to say before oh, I got one more thing to say. Uh, before we move to the last topic here. Um, update. I am currently halfway through with my website i think i hope i am business cards are ready they will be here monday or tuesday um i got all this done because i was doing this festival and i was gonna have everything there to promote the show but since it is cancelled i'm gonna go ahead and get it done anyways because I was already in the process of it, and I'm not going to stop in the middle. Um, I've got shirts coming. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I want to sell some of them, but I don't want people to think that they have to give me money. So I'm kind of thinking of just giving them out as kind of like, you know, leave a comment, follow, and tag three friends, and you'll get a free shirt. Something something along those lines of that, I'm thinking maybe, you know, I, and there's only a very short amount of um, short amount of shirts, like very limited. I got you one, Brittany Bexton's got one. Jared won't give me his freaking shirt size, so I guess he's not going to get one. Uh, and a couple of <laughs> other people. I was like, yeah, you got hey, to stay on
1: it. He doesn't, Jared's. Jared's got so much on his plate that yeah you yeah, have to yeah, kind yeah. of keep on and reminding him. And uh, I started to knock on Jared. And no. no.
0: So by the time you're listening to this, the shirts will be made and in my possession. And I'm going to put a post up probably Friday once I figure out the right route, what I want to do with the shirts. Um, that way Um, and they're only small to 3x was all i was able to get this time but if there's a bigger supply for 4x or 5x or 6x even a 10x i don't know how far they go up but if there's demand for that then we will get that um supply and demand supply and demand and even if i have to lose money the first round just to because i'm kind of testing the market with these uh very limited shirts
1: and if I have to lose well, money, first go around. Think of it. Lose money. Think, think of it. Like this. Um, I'm, I'm not suggesting you just give shirts away for free. What I'm getting ready to say is only an example. Um, go ahead. I'm listening. So, you know, Stephen Pino, um had shirts made.
0: Stephen
1: He's Pino. a lawyer. He's a lawyer. People uh, are curious. He's a lawyer in West Virginia. And yep. he was sending out shirts to anybody that tweeted him and wanted a shirt, a free shirt. And what's genius about it? I mean, he can't afford it. He's a lawyer, you know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Podcasters like you and I can't really.
0: Well, afford I don't. To I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair to say that he can afford it because we don't know his financial situation. But anyways, well, I get well, your
1: point. Well, well he's I'm more stable. Not than disclose his information on the air here, here, but if you took the time to look him up. And see the cases he's won. I'm sure the is a multimillionaire. I Anyways, be that as it may, it's not important. <laughs> be that as it may, what's genius about it is he's sending out all these shirts, and um, they're 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 like moving billboards because somebody may need to, just to throw on a shirt to go down to the gas station or whatever. So they throw on that quick t-shirt, and then you never know who's going to see it, and if it's. Sure. The, if it's cool enough, uh, a ton of people may see it because somebody may wear it out to eat. They may wear it to the ball game or whatever. So, it's it's advertisement, and it's really what you're paying for is advertisement. Yeah. Uh, so it's an investment into advertisement uh, that you're making, Hodge. Uh, so that. By the way, speaking of advertisements, before I forget, because I keep forgetting, um, I do want to advertise that we are finally on Stitcher, folks. Yep, that's right. So that's right. If you like listening we to Stitcher, now. or if you like to Stitcher, or if you have a family member or a friend that you told about either Hodgepodge Podcast or Big Shrimp Radio, and that person only listens to Stitcher for whatever reason, we are now on Stitcher, uh, as well as uh, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And, Google Play. Uh, yeah, Google Play and Stitcher. Anywhere so maybe... you get your
0: podcast.
1: Yeah. So there you have it.
0: Th- isn't it kind of cool to say that anywhere you <sighs> get your podcast? Like, if, <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of those cool like.
1: You think yeah, you I, I just, not, you know, I mean, I get excited every time I go on a new platform.
0: I, it just excites me. I don't know, is there any more platforms to go into? Because I think we've hit them all we've gotten into all of them. Which is very easy to get into. You don't have to be, ex- I mean, you have to be accepted, but it's like snap of a finger. So literally. Yeah. Yeah, you I don't, don't know if there insane. are any
1: more off the top of my head. I don't think there are. Um, there may be one or two, but. Well, there's, well, just, there's There are some networks that are like XM Radio or. Whatever, but that's different. That's not really a podcasting platform. It's like a network to people. Anyways, um, yeah. I jumped into delirious, dude. It's not like two o'clock. My I time. Know. Yeah, it's
0: yeah, it's 30. I think we ought to call it a night. What do you think? All right, I'm ready to do our clothes. Yeah, dude. I'll let you. I'll let you start it out, and I'll end it. All right, folks.
1: What episode number is this? One thirty-three for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Thirty-three. I'm gonna cash ten. All right, folks. There you have it. And thank you for listening. By the way. You're welcome. Uh, oh, yeah. Thank you too. Yeah. All right, folks.
0: We're getting so Our we're tomorrow. getting so
1: tired. <laughs> Our tomorrows are never guaranteed, and for some of us, unfortunately, we've got less of them left than we do yesterday's. Life is a journey, and whatever hindrance or roadblock, whatever drama, trauma, negativity, struggle, pain, shame, or guilt, lay it to the side and get to stepping. Live your life and live your truth unapologetically. As always, aspire to inspire before you expire. You've been listening to Big Shrimp Radio episode number 133. Simulcast number 10 What's the Hodgepodge podcast. What episode is this of yours?
0: 263. 263. There you have it, folks. Uh, Dude, we're coming up quick on 300 episodes. I didn't realize how quick that we'll, we'll be there before the end of the year, hopefully. All right, well, my,
1: my my clothes was interrupted. Our tomorrows are never guaranteed, folks. All right, thank you all for listening. You got a friend in us,
0: and Hodge, go ahead. As I always say, enjoy frownless, because when you less, you smile more, and you spread that smile. Turn a frown upside down, you know you're going to do it. In time and in between time, I've been your host, D. Hodge, Big Shrimp has been your co-host. Follow me at I am Mr. Dylan Hodge on Instagram at the Hodgepodge Podcast. Big Shrimp is at big underscore shrimp underscore radio. You want to send us an email? Mine is the Hodgepodge Productions at gmail.com. Big Shrimps is Big Shrimp Radio E-N-T at gmail.com. us up. Give us some hate mail. Give us some ideas of what you want us to do. Maybe even some ideas of guests we should have on the podcast. some questions you want us to answer, anything like that. And we may be back next week, or when we decide to do another one. So don't yeah. don't um, expect another one. So I got I got to I got to take every Wednesday off because it's starting to be every other whenever we feel like it Wednesday. So yeah. <laughs> Why Why, <he's> uh, <laughs> in time and in between time. See you on the flip side, and we're signing off. This podcast is brought to you by HodgePodge Productions. Enjoy and frown less.